Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, May 12, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Oh, Ashley. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> it's it's been a it's, it's a been a day with dialogue. Dialogue involving people filming things in theaters. Oh yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a big one. One mu- you know, much more fraught and uh, upsetting than the other one of them mm-hmm. kind of fun the other one icky yeah. and gross we'll yeah. get into both of those stories uh here in this episode but it's as nice always sandwich we're starting with one and ending with the other yeah we'll, so we'll start choose with your bad. own adventure yeah we'll, we'll end with the fun one um but of course you can get all episodes of broadway radio on patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com slash patreon as we gear up for the tonys we will have lots of fun stuff i'm in the works setting up an interview with, I, I hesitate to say this, Ooh. but somebody who I've already had my favorite interview that I've ever done before. So Ooh. it's up there. It's up there. And conversely, this person has said to me on multiple occasions that in their long and distinguished career as a performer, that the first uh, interview that we did together was the best of their career as well. Oh, in fact, wow. this person said it to me a week ago. So, oh, uh, so I'm not blowing smoke. So um, we'll see if that works out. But you can get that in Patreon before you can get it anywhere else. But all right, Ashley, let's get into it. The biggest let's news in the theater world right now is the illegal and honestly just plain gross filming mm-hmm. of Jesse Williams' nude scene in Take Me Out on Broadway. The show famously features a nude scene in a shower. It's about a baseball team. Uh, and to prevent anything like this from happening, Second Stage, who was producing the show at the Helen Hayes mm-hmm. Theater, went to pretty extreme measures by yeah. requiring uh, audience members to put their phones in yonder power. Which are these bags? Yeah, theoretically, yeah. These uh, these are bags that staff members lock when you come into the theater. They are used extensively in the world of comedy. Um, you hold on to your bag and your phone so it's never out of your possession. And then after mm-hmm. the show, you go back and the staff members open it for you, and then you can leave. However, that apparently was not enough because earlier this week, a video circulated on Twitter because someone had surreptitiously recorded the scene in question and then leaked it online. It is not known at this point whether that person was able to open their yonder pouch, which apparently you can do if you really want to, or had a second camera on them. But in response, Second Stage installed infrared cameras on Wednesday in order to help its security team to spot audience members illegally filming. Additionally, the theater staff also brought in a pan, tilt, and zoom camera so that they can watch the audience during the infamous shower scene to make sure that no one is filming. Security had previously monitored monitored the audience with a standard fixed camera before, during, and after the scene, but now they are adding an extra layer uh, of technology to help them in this means. Uh, Mm -hmm. Second Stage's director of production, Peter Dean, told the New York Times, quote, this will allow us to focus on an audience member who looks like they're doing something suspicious and assess whether they're just going through a purse to get a breath mint or pulling out a phone. Dean said that if security spots someone with a phone during the show, their protocol is to alert the ushers and house manager. And currently, the company is, quote, having discussions internally whether we would then stop the show or send an usher or security when we see someone to remove them. From there, the staff has either the option to either ask the audience member to delete the footage or to call the NYPD for assistance. Now, 
between you and mm. me, Ashley. Yeah. In the age it, of cloud storage. And whoever sto- is listening. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, if they want to listen in, that's fine. But between sure. you and me, yeah. in the age of cloud storage and like being able to send something instantaneously, even from the yep. cell, cell dead zones that are Broadway theaters, there is no way that I'm comfortable as a performer, as a security mm-hmm. member, or just another audience member with just asking them to delete it. I am calling oh, the police. God, no immediately if I'm in that situation. But for their part, Actors Equity President Kate Schindel said in a statement, quote, we condemn in the strongest possible terms the creation and distribution of photographs and videos of our members during a nude scene. As actors, we regularly agree to be vulnerable on stage in order to tell difficult and challenging stories. This does not mean that we agree to have those vulnerable moments widely shared by anyone who feels like sneaking a recording device into the theater. Whoever did this knew not only that they were filming actors without their consent, but also that they were explicitly violating the theater's prohibition on recording and distribution. It has been eye-opening. Um, not really. Mm. I'm not surprised. No. No, I'm God, not surprised. No. Never. I, uh, but it's really taken me aback by how openly members of uh, the public have kind of shrugged this off um my friend and i don't know if you know or rebecca michelson who's a broadway photographer tweeted something about this and then she was just inundated with people saying well he agreed to be naked on stage this is part of it 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 felt very victim blaming infuriating yeah and i think honestly as ridiculous as this sounds the thing that surprises me the most about this is that people had that response about a man we're so used to hearing that type of response about a woman Anytime that something happens to her, whether it is some sort of physical or sexual abuse or or um, uh, or revenge porn or something sure. like that, that I if this was a woman, I probably would have expected that more. And I don't know what I, that says about me or the our environment, but the fact that it was about sure. a man kind of surprised me because we're just so used to it, as horrible as it is, when it comes to women in similar situations. Oh, definitely. I think, didn't, am I imagining this, or didn't something similar happen to Audra a few years ago, too? I think it was, yeah, it was It was Frankie and Johnny in the Clear to Loom. Yeah. Um, there was that. I mean, there is, it famously happened with um, Daniel Radcliffe and, yeah. um, yeah. oh, what is her name? Equus. Oh, yeah. Equus. Um, yeah, I can't think of her name, but from Pitch Perfect, but yeah, in Equus. Um, so this is not the first time, but it obviously is a little different when you start factoring in the yonder pouches and all of these things. I was just things. about to say that. Like, there is, this, this, is, this is obviously, this is not new, but it's also a very different layer of it. And I think, I mean, honestly, it takes a real asshole to come into a show well where, said. where the show is taking all these precautions to make sure that you are not taking your phone out and violating these actors privacy and rights which is i know a weird thing to say because they're people on the stage but it is still absolutely in that level you have to purchase a ticket to see it and it is a curated experience it is not open for the public it is still a private event it's not like you're watching it on television and i think a lot of people in the public are kind of blurring that line there so to speak as like you're an actor you've decided to do this thing you know, it's it, it's up to you that that this has happened, and you shouldn't have any offense over it. But it's not the same scenario at all. I think he even released a statement or said something where he kind of shrugged it off, and I think that kind of added fuel to the fire a little bit about it. 
Um, I didn't personally see that, but I saw some people talking about it on social media on Wednesday. But yeah, it is just a different scenario when you have this level of privacy that the production itself has created and also the level of privacy that theater in general creates. It's just, it's icky. It's obviously icky, but it's so offensive to not just Jesse, but everybody that's on stage. You're still, regardless of what the scene is and, you know, whomever is on stage at that moment, you're still filming them against their will in a production where they took every precaution to make sure that wasn't happening. Yeah, it, it's it very much borders on the, well, look what the woman was wearing. She was asking for it sure. type of conversation. And obviously, they are different types of invasions of privacy yeah. and all of those kind of things um, and different levels of abuse. But it is very much a strain of that kind of argument. And I, I just think people... Yeah, sorry. I think people think as soon as someone's getting paid for something, that means right. all decorum and privacy levels go out the window. And it's just like, I I need people to get that out of their heads because people still and professionals still have earned their right to have these guidelines and rules and privacy, you know, guidelines and standards in place to make sure that they're not being abused in this way. Can we just stop with filming people against their will in general? Like, it always makes me cringe when, like, people are filming somebody on the sidewalk or the subway and, like, making fun of them online for something. Oh, I hate that shit. Just stop. Like, if don't, like, look, if it's a police officer abusing a citizen, film away. But, like, short of something of that nature, like, if you're just going to do it for, uh, you know, to get your kicks and giggles for whatever reason, you're the asshole. Like, to borrow a term from Reddit. Yeah. This is also the thing, though, if, like, uh, you know, people are gonna, (laughs) people are gonna uh, have the argument of splitting hairs of then are any bootlegs okay? And I'm not gonna get into that because I've made my feelings on bootlegs. It's a completely different, it's a a completely completely different different scenario because, again, the production has put this extremely explicit privacy guideline in place. And if you can't tell the difference between a bootleg of like... I can't help you. (laughs) I just can't. Yeah, like you're... You're being willfully ignorant, willfully ignorant and, exactly. and, and not playing along, you know, in, in a rational conversation. Also, I will mention Anna Camp is the actress that I was mm-hmm. thinking of uh, from Equus and Pitch Perfect. But gotcha. um, I did not see a, a statement by Jesse Williams, but his co-star, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, did say in a tweet, quote, I'm appalled by the disrespect shown to the actors of our company whose vulnerability on stage every night is crucial to take me out. Uh, because it, other actors appear naked as well, in addition to Jesse, but Jesse's the biggest star. Um, anyone who applauds or trivializes this behavior has no place in the theater, which has always been a safe space for audience or artists and audience members. So, uh, I, I don't have anything else profound, uh, particularly or insightful mm-hmm. to add to that, but I, it is just a blatant and disgusting act by someone who should be, in my opinion, prosecuted to the full ex- extent of whatever laws prosecutors can come up with. I have to make an addendum before we. We continue because I looked yes. it up while we were talking. As far as the Jesse Williams stuff, he actually didn't make a statement, nor did his okay. publicist did. He was actually talking, I guess this past Monday or last oh, Monday on, on to, Watch what happens to live. Andy Cohen where he yeah. was like, it's a body. Once you see it, you realize whatever. It's a body. I just have to make it not that big of a deal. And people took that and ran with it, unfortunately, which is even ickier. Yeah, it's uh, it's really great because what else is he going to say? Yeah, of course. What else is he going to say? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, let's get into some things that are a little bit more exciting. In fact, a, a number of things that are actually pretty exciting, um, whether you are in New York or not, because we have four stories looking at theater and theatrically related properties coming to screens of various sizes. On Wednesday, Variety reported that Skydance TV, Concord Originals, who now owns all the rights to the Rogers and Hammerstein estate, and Jennifer Lopez's Nero Rican Productions are teaming up to develop a limited series based on R&H's Cinderella. Now, you hear that and you're like, Okay, I I can get behind that. But what takes it over the top is the fact that Rachel Shugart, who is a playwright and author and a TV writer and producer, is on uh, on board to executive produce, show run and write the adaptation. Rachel Shugart is the series creator and executive producer for the Netflix uh, series, The Babysitter's Club. She was also one of the writers mm. on on Glow as well. Uh, so she, great show. Yeah. And she is a, a like I said, a playwright and author as well. So she very much understands this world and i think she will do great with that i i wonder if this means that we are going to get jennifer lopez following in whitney houston's uh, very fabulous shoes maybe and playing <laughs> yes. uh and and playing the fairy godmother but we will see when that happens um sky dance and concord have a multi-project deal to develop uh, projects based off of uh shows inside concord's catalog they have more than just mm. uh r stuff but uh this is very exciting i can't say that i'm necessarily excited about another cinderella adaptation but hey go for it i guess I, I have said this before. I grew up on the Leslie Ann Warren version of this, and yeah. it's still to, to this day my mom's favorite. So, uh, this property has a, you know, a, a deep place in my heart. And so if they do sure. it well, um, and do it in multi parts, I wonder how, what that means. Like, how are they going to, you know, expand that into a limited series kind of thing? That's the question. But we will see. There's certainly plenty of trunk songs they can add into it, much like the stage, uh, the Broadway version did. So, so we will see. Um, speaking of properties coming from the stage to screen, although it's technically Cinderella went from screen to stage to screen. Um, and everywhere in between. Everywhere in between. Um, yesterday, Deadline reported that a who's who of stage and screen stars will be boarding the film adaptation of the Pulitzer Prize winning play Clybourne Park. In the cast, listen to this. Sarah Paulson, Anthony Mackie, Martin Freeman, Uzo Aduba, and it will be directed by the show's stage director, Tony winner Pam McKinnon. This will uh, mark her feature debut. Uh, the show will also include uh, Nick Robinson and Hillary Back in the cast. The show is, or the film is now being uh, marketed at, at con to see if they can pick up some folks uh, to get behind it, but very excited to see this, which is really a, a truly a, a fairly um, cinematic show as it is. Uh, I, I'm yeah. excited to see this and with Uzo and Sarah and Martin and Anthony, like that's a, that's a pretty, pretty that's Im- a incredible cast. Pretty great cast. Unfortunately, I loathe this play. Oh, really? <laughs> so, I've yeah. seen it a couple times. I liked it. I'm not a fan, but I mean, I'm hoping that a, a screen version of it, especially with this cast, is a little bit more, uh, it, it, it lives up to the accolades that it's received, at okay. least in my opinion. All right, fair enough. Um, in other stage to screen news, yesterday Variety reported that Riz Ahmed and Anil Karia, who teamed up for the Oscar winning short film, The Long Goodbye, will be coming back together to work on a London set British Indian adaptation of Hamlet. In the film, uh, Riz Ahmed, who is 
absolutely one of the best actors in the world. Correct. We'll be playing. Yeah, he's amazing. Amazing. If, if you everything. didn't watch, if you didn't watch the what was it the the night of the night of oh on my HBO, God, so great. It's on HBO Max now. Go watch, go watch it. it. It is right now. It is so good. Um, with uh, John Turturro, Nicholas Turturro. I can't yeah. remember John Turturro. John Turturro. His. I'm sorry. Chip Zion makes an appearance in it too. He does? Very briefly yeah. for I a get, couple episodes. I get the Turturro brothers confused, so That's I fair. apologize. But no, John Turturro. John Turturro. And his saran wrapped feet. Yes, that role was originally supposed to be played by James Gandolfini, um, by the way, but he oh, passed fact. away. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so this uh, in this uh, film adaptation, Hamlet is obviously hunt- haunted by his father's ghost and driven to increasingly unstable heights. And he moves from elite London to the city's underground, from Hindu temples to homeless city tents, and goes uh, goes to on a rash and violent spree to avenge his father's murder. Um, I'm here for this. Would love this. I also yeah, wouldn't fun. mind seeing Riz Ahmed take to the stage in Hamilton at some point. Oh, um, my God. Uh, yeah. But either way, that's another story. Put him in anything uh, on stage. Oh, my goodness. Really? I honestly thought I knew, this was in the archives back in Broadway Radio, back when they were getting ready to the, announce the cast of the London premiere of Hamilton. I... I threw his name out because he is featured Fair. on the Hamilton mixtape. He is a rapper yeah. as well. MC yep. Riz, I believe is, is I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think something like that. Um, so he's fantastic. Uh, finally in this section, in promoting his upcoming, uh, Stephen King adaptation firestarter, Zach Efron said that he is anxious to return to the high school musical world. He said to have an opportunity in any form to go back and work with that team would be so amazing. My heart is still there that would be incredible i hope it happens uh given the high school musical the musical the series on disney plus like i'm (laughs) kind of surprised that we haven't seen more from the original cast considering they exist in this world it's gonna be very star warsy they're gonna cgi everyone in (laughs) well but they exist as the actors like because it's it's set in the high school where they filmed the movie so like zach efron could show up as zach efron um, rather than like as troy bolton so uh, i'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet but we'll see there's still time there's always time All right, let's take a second real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, TEDx Broadway. We know that you, if you are listening to Broadway Radio, that you are one of the people who loves the intricate details of how Broadway and the theater community functions. And if you are one of those people, there is no better place to be on Tuesday, May 17th than at TEDx Broadway, whether that is in person at New World Stages or live streaming on Stellar. They will have a wide variety of speakers from producers to journalists to artists and everything in between. And they are going to be answering the question, what's the best that Broadway can be? That's been a discussion that we've all been having over the past two plus years, dating back during even before the pandemic, but especially Mm -hmm. since the pandemic hit on so many different fronts. This milestone event is celebrating 10 years and pulling out all the stops for TEDx Broadway 10. Some of the folks that you will be able to hear from, we mentioned Margaret Hall earlier this week, but you'll also be able to um, hear presentations from Russell Granite, who is the CEO of the new uh, 42 Theater. Um, we also have um, Irene Gandy, who's a producer on the upcoming Audra McDonald show, um, uh, Murder... Uh, Ohio State Murders that is coming to Broadway here soon um, and a bunch of other folks so you definitely want to check all of that out so come lend your voice and shape the future of Broadway for more information visit www.tedxbroadway.com and follow TEDxBroadway on Twitter 
All right, real quick, I've got some other news coming up. Yesterday, Audible Theater announced the world premiere of Jade Anuka's Heart, which will be coming to the Mineta Lane Theater beginning on July 9th, and it will be running for five weeks only through Sunday, August 14th. This is in support of the Audible version showing up on the Audible streaming platform. That'll be released on June 2nd. Um, in the play, which is uh, considered a poetic new play, it explores the maxim that every new story story begins as another one ends. And to celebrate uh, the upcoming Pride Weekend in June, producer Michael Yuri is bringing back Happy Birthday, Doug, written and performed by Drew Drogi. Ooh, nice. Uh, by Drew Drogi. Drogi. Um, that'll be running um, at Soho Playhouse from June 23rd through June 26th at 7 p.m. And also happening on June 26th, no... Not my birthday, although that is also <laughs> happening is your on birthday. June 26th. Your birthday, my anniversary. It's a big day. Yeah, and and the day that the Supreme Court. And this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, the uh, uh, the 30th anniversary or 30th production of Broadway Bears, Broadway Bears Triple X, which is a great name for the 30 year anniversary of, <laughs> yeah, of this amazing. thing um, will be happening uh, at the famed Hammerstein ballroom. Of course, they always have two performances, nine 30 and midnight. You can get your tickets at broadwaycares.org. Get your butts there and your butts out. Well, there will be lots of butts out and see, and this is a I'm different saying. situation than the whole Jesse Williams yeah. thing because they actually encourage you to film the hell out of this thing. Exactly. So this is different. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up this show with another thing that was filmed, which actually made me laugh yes. because the person who filmed this was so afraid of having Patty Lapone see them oh filming, God, even though I don't think she would have a problem with this being filmed. Probably not. Um, but so what happened? There was a talkback. First off, stop with the talkbacks. They they don't are not good. Don't I know Grace likes going to talkbacks. They're uh, always uncomfortable and never insightful. Very few and far between. There are very specific ones I like. Like which way to the stage has been doing some things on like yes. gender and drag and stuff like that do those i don't need to talk back uh like six months in the company and no. i say that as a company of stan of course so what happened is is there were people who were sitting for the talk back patty lapone was on stage and there were a few audience members who were not wearing their masks or at least not wearing them properly apparently patty asked them to put their masks on they refused and said something to the effect of we pay your salary and <laughs> ashley Ashley, what did Patty say in return? Chris Harper pays my salary. <laughs> Chris Harper is the producer of yes. company. This was all filmed by a Twitter user who shared the video. And it's funny. Addison Clover is the name of the person who filmed it. And it's funny. You can't see anything, but you can hear it because I think she was so afraid of Patty lashing out at her, too. Um, but it was after the show. So I don't think Patty would have had yeah. a problem with that unless it was stated ahead of time. Maybe. Uh, but the, the people were forced to leave the theater for violating the theater's rules on masking and the Broadway league's rules for masking um but this has been giving everybody life, life. because having patty oh, lapone absolutely destroy are? them i yeah. knew who do you think you are video just dropped i yeah. love it patty oh. lapone's quote is that is the rule if you don't want to follow the rule get the fuck out yes who do you think you are that you do not respect the people that are sitting around you i mean and when you kind of take a step back 
Think of everything that this production has been through when it comes mm-hmm. to COVID. Um, and in addition to COVID with all of the other illnesses that they've had, diarrhea related or otherwise. Um, <laughs> but they've dealt with. What, what a phrase. Thank I you. mean, vomiting, diarrhea, they've had yeah. it all. Um, but like, this is been one of the shows that's been hit hardest by COVID. Yeah. And, and the fact, she's had COVID. And she's had COVID. She's, she's 73. There. Yeah, she's 73. She's had COVID. She can be, and she's Patty fucking LaFone. She yeah. can yell at whoever she wants on stage. I think Absolutely. it should be mandated, in fact. I mean, honestly, if if it was for any other reason than being an asshole, I would want Patty to yell at me, you know? Yes! Oh. But, um, you know, it, I, I just, my, my point is, is that like, to think about the fact that those two people, and it only takes one person, but to, for, for those two people to potentially impact your ability to do your job and your health. Um, and also, if you look at the grosses for company right now, having to shut down for another week or two or in some way or another could end the show. Mm-hmm. So I, it really has a lot of far-reaching ramifications when people refuse to do what they're supposed to do. It also would probably piss me the hell off if I was Chris Harper oh or company. Um, the fact that you know, vaccines aren't required anymore when, when this show has been through mm-hmm. so much. So, um, good for Patty, good for, um, good for Patty, the person who filmed it, um, because they shared it. And I think this will help get the message out that you need to not be an asshole about this stuff more than anything else possibly could. I love that company as the social media team has run with it too. We got the, we got Patty Lapone gifs going on on Twitter for gifs telling, telling people to wear their masks. They changed their bio to Chris Harper pays my salary which i've also done with my zoom name and you have, <laughs> you have who signs patty's checks he who signs patty's checks sorry yeah it's uh it's what a world it's a good day well, it's a good day how lucky we are to be alive right now <laughs> All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, take care of yourselves. Don't be an asshole. That's the, that's the motto yeah, of today's that's show. It. Don't be an asshole. And go over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And uh, don't be an asshole to us by supporting us there. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday. And we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.